Hi, everybody. Welcome to a new week, new edition of Houston Sports Weekly. You know what it's all about, our weekly sports podcast here on KPRC 2, KPRC 2 Plus, and, of course, click to Houston.com. Hi, everybody. Sports Director Randy McAvoy hanging out with you here in segment number one. Uh, segment two, I'm going to hand off to KPRC 2 reporter Ari Alexander, and he's going to talk more, actually, football and he's going to run some of his interview with former Episcopal High School star receiver and now current Miami Dolphins standout receiver uh, Jalen Waddell. He caught up with him recently. He's going to run some of that interview uh, coming up in segment two of podcast. So uh, we're going to be with you for the next uh, 25, 30 minutes or so. Hope you enjoy, enjoy that. Uh, I'm going to get you caught up here in segment one with what's happening in the world of sports here in H-Town. And uh, specifically, we'll get into uh, some Astros uh, talk as well uh, because it has been a busy week. If you're uh, listening or watching uh, to this one uh, today as it drops on this Friday, uh, Astros are in game two tonight uh, with the Seattle Mariners, part of that four-game series at Minute Maid Park. And then they will uh, call it a uh, break. They'll head to the All-Star break, uh, regroup, reset, and uh, get going at the end of the week again uh, in this baseball season. It's been a wild season. So we'll talk about that. We'll talk about the uh, injury to uh, Jose Altuve. That went down earlier this week at Minute Maid Park. And we've got some sound we're going to roll from some of the guys at Minute Maid, including uh, General Manager Dana Brown. Brown spoke uh, to the media on Wednesday at Minute Maid Park. Uh, he was busy with draft meetings, but uh, met with the group uh, early in the game, actually, up, upstairs in the press box. We'll run some of that interview uh, here in just a few moments as well. So uh, here's what's happening. The Rockets uh, are out in Las Vegas, if you didn't know, after a busy uh, couple of days of free agency. We think they're done, maybe. Uh, don't know for sure. Uh, the free agent frenzy hit last Friday, a week ago, uh, at 5 p.m. Central. You, you knew that from our coverage, uh, where they made some moves, including getting uh, Fred Van Vliet, uh, Dylan Brooks are the two main guys. They made a couple more moves as well and shipped out a couple players. But Van Vliet and uh, Brooks are uh, coming to H-Town to join the Rockets. Um, uh, Brooks, lockdown defensive player, uh, Second team all NBA defense, so we know he's going to D up on that that end of the floor and really bring a presence defensively for this basketball team that they need. Um, but there's also some concerns, not only on his contract, a four-year contract worth $80 million. So a lot of money going to Brooks. And this is a guy that, you know, you look at his track record, he's had some issues with uh, internally with teams, a lot of suspensions out there. Uh, just a little bit of controversy. You wonder if it'll fit well here in Houston uh, or if he'll just stick to his game, play defense, and hopefully improve his offense. So his offense, it's been criticized a little bit. His shot percentage, field goal percentage, has actually gone down the last couple of years. So he saw a little bit lesser role in the offensive approach there with the Grizzlies and uh, didn't get the looks that he was used to. Still didn't shoot the ball well, but he still averaged 14 a game. So, um, But he's got to get that percentage up and be more consistent with the shot. And they hope maybe coming to a new place, new set of coaching uh, eyes on you, 
the new staff for the Rockets that was announced by uh, Ime Udoka, and maybe that will jumpstart the offensive game uh, for Dylan Brooks. Uh, but defensively, we know he will bring it, and I think he's going to rub off on some of these young players, hopefully, and, and bring the attitude that they need. Uh, Fred Van Vliet now. Here's a great story from a guy that went undrafted. So he came out undrafted, chip on his shoulder, uh, and he's maintained that chip. And I think that's what's helped him get from here to here. If you're watching, you see where my hands are. So rising, if you're listening, his game has shot up. He's a superstar now. Uh, offensively, plays pretty good defense as well. Uh, he could be a point guard. He could play off the ball. He could do whatever you really need offensively. He's already understand uh, training out in California with uh, Jalen Green. I don't know if any other Rockets are out there with him, but it's good to see uh, Van Vliet and uh, at least Jalen Green starting to build some chemistry together that they're going to need uh, when training camp opens and, of course, when the regular season opens coming up uh, this fall. Uh, but uh, he's a player. They gave him, uh, what, three years, $130 million, if I'm correct on that, or three years or four years. I think it's three years, $130 million. So hopefully he will pan, off, pan out and uh, be the guy they wanted. Uh, Ime uh, Yudoka has got a staff in place now. But everything's shifting out to Las Vegas now. And, again, if you're watching or listening on this Friday, the NBA Summer League actually starts out in Las Vegas. And uh, all the rookies will be out there. We're going to see – the Rockets rookies out there as well uh, and and see kind of how that plays out as they get experience out there. I think Jabari Smith Jr. is also uh, going to be out there, but Amin Thompson will be there, Cam Whitmore and some others as well. Nate Hinton, the former Houston Cougar, is actually added to the uh, Rockets summer league squad, but they'll be playing several teams, including the Spurs. We'll see Victor playing at least a little bit out there. Uh, always a lot of attention on the – uh, the uh, Summer League, NBA Summer League out there in Vegas uh, to see some of the young talent that is heading out there. All right, Astros now, before we get to some sound, Astros uh, uh, underway, game two of their four-game series with Seattle. Uh, they've had a good 10 days to get back in the race last weekend, taking three out of four from the first-place Texas Rangers. How about that? Got it to within two games after the win on Wednesday. And, again, I'm taping this Thursday, uh, Wednesday night, so I'm not sure what the outcome on Thursday would be. But they're back in the race, and that's actually a good thing. And they've done it with a banged-up situation with injuries, pitching staff. We know that story. Jose Altuve, the story, again, left oblique discomfort. He suffered that on uh, Tuesday and uh, has an MRI, and hopefully he'll make progress, not miss too much time. But I do not expect to see Altuve uh, – this weekend, then he'll get the All-Star break and then be reevaluated post-All-Star break. So right now we're going to listen in to some the interview with Astros GM Dana Brown. Top A lot of topics, including the status of Jose Altuve. Check it out. Uh, yeah, so Altuve, um, he's going to be evaluated even more tomorrow. Uh, but he came in today feeling a lot better. So we don't think it's the same type of injury as – the other uh, oblique that he had. So that was good news. And so uh, we're in no rush to try to rush him back prior to the uh, the uh, break. But at the end of the day, we feel a lot better today and we'll know even more tomorrow. But we feel confident that it's not as bad as the first one. Is he on the IL? Uh, IL, we don't know until um, probably tomorrow afternoon, but we'll, we'll circle back. 
Uh, but even if it's IL, we thought about it. It's um, you know he would be back like miss like one day, you know. So um, we'll, we'll just have to work through it roster wise, and we'll talk about it more with Dusty this evening. No, it's the opposite side. So that's a positive thing, and so uh, and it's not as bad. So it's 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 actually a good thing. So he did have the MRI. Uh, uh, Tuve. That's what they told us. Earlier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, well, we're going to talk about it, and after the game, I'll uh, meet with the doctor. Uh, I've been really busy with all the draft stuff today. Probably, pretty much consumed with the draft stuff today. Going over probably 700 players, so, uh, so I'm just getting caught up to speed. What's the, the level of concern with Javier? Is there any concern injury-wise, and then mechanics-wise? Is there something you're looking at? No. So I, I just think what Javier, and this is his first full season. As a starter, I think guys go through, you know, tired times and they get dead arm and they just don't have the zip that they usually have on their stuff. And so at the end of the day, I think uh, him getting a, a little bit of a break is what we're trying to talk about now. Could be a good thing. Um, you know, as I said, a full year of starting, there's 162 games in a season. It's a full grind, you know, and our guys have grit. They try to go through things. And so we just may need to give them a little bit of a break. Andrew Diaz has a couple of homers today. I know you've been a champion for him. What do you think about his performance in the first half and his playing time going forward? Always excited about young players like Yiner. Uh, it's a positive thing uh, for the club. It's a positive thing for the organization, positive thing for the fans to see your young players develop and right before your eyes and, and to go big fly twice today. It's big. And, of course, it's big for the outcome of the game. It puts us in a position where we got a chance to win it. Just to clarify on Altuve, even if he doesn't go on the IL, would you expect him to play before the All-Star break? No, I don't I don't think there's any rush to bring him back. I, I've talked about this before with the obliques of some of the other players. These, these injuries are really complicated, um, and so sometimes the best thing is rest. And so I think right now it would be my opinion, a strong opinion, as to just giving him some rest and let it play out. And the good thing is it's not as bad. That's what we don't. When do you think Brantley's going to be able to start baseball activities? Yeah, Brantley, good question. So he had a little bit of a setback, uh, some discomfort, but at the end of the day, it's nowhere near like it was before. We have to shut him down for a couple of weeks. We think it's like a three or a four day thing. Let him rest a little bit. We tried to get him uh, amped up a little bit um, to come back. And as soon as we got him going and ramping him up a little bit, he feels a little bit of discomfort, and we're going to continue to push that. Uh, everything is is clear though. He's have no problems uh, other than a little bit of discomfort. And instead of rushing him, we're going to take our time. And it's a three three or four days thing. And he could be back to activity. Is it any concern that when you have tried to ramp him up, you tried to shut him down? No, not really, because it's like it's almost like he's got to go back to a spring training thing again. And soon as you start to add a little bit more intensity, you have these issues where. You know what? You get tired, you get fatigued, you get discomfort. And so the beauty is it's nowhere near like it was before. So that's a positive thing. So now it's more of a three or four day thing, but before it's more of a 10 to a 14 day thing. All right, that is uh, General Manager Dana Brown of the Astros meeting with the media on Wednesday at Minute Maid Park addressing the oblique situation for Jose Altuve the second time he's dealt with that this summer. He went through it in June where he missed four games and was able to come back, unlike Jordan Alvarez, who's had it, and he's missed several weeks now. 
and won't be back till after the All-Star break. So we'll see how it plays out. Hopefully good news as the days kind of build up now and they stack them uh, through the weekend and through the All-Star break coming up next week. All right, we're going to take a break here on Houston Sports Weekly. Uh, that's the latest on the Rockets and the Astros. When we come back, I'm going to hand it off to Ari Alexander. He's got a cool interview with former Episcopal wide receiver, high school wide receiver, and current Dolphins wideout standout Jalen Waddle. When Houston Sports Weekly continues, we'll be right back. Welcome back to Houston Sports Weekly. A great discussion on the Astros and everything going on as we head into the All-Star break in Segment 1. We're going to be talking about the NFL in Segment 2 and a bit about the Texans and also about some of these players that uh, the Houston area is pumping out. Some really, really good guys that are back in Houston training. Uh, we'll show you our interview with Jalen Waddell. Uh, we'll just... Run it straight through. The camera's going to cut to me. I'm going to ask Jalen a question. The camera's going to cut to Jalen. Jalen's going to answer the question. Uh, great to have Jalen Waddell. Uh, you can find the interview exclusively with KPRC2. Uh, a little bit of the backstory of that. So Jalen works out with a trainer from the Houston area, wide receiver specialist by the name of Delfonte Diamond who works with guys like CeeDee Lamb, who we talked to uh, last year along with Delfonte, Tank Dell on the Texans. A, a lot of the Texans receiving core, if not all of them at this point, have uh, worked, uh, done at least some sessions with Delfonte. Uh, he's actually up in Dallas right now working with the whole Carolina Panthers uh, receiving core at the moment. Uh, so he's he's uh, he's a specialist. He's got a lot of uh, NFL players that believe in him, guys like Debo Samuel and uh, all the the big name guys that I've mentioned. So Jalen Waddle uh, was spending most of his off season back in Miami. Uh, he came back home to Houston for a few days. He went to Tyreek Hill's kids camp uh, as one of the counselors. Some big names there it was Tyreek, who's you know and obviously an All Pro. Jalen. Uh, NFL record setter as a rookie and, and led the league last year in yards per catch. Xavier Howard, an all-pro cornerback who's from here in Houston, from Wheatley, and uh, Devon A-Chain, the third-round pick running back for the Dolphins. So there was some star power at that camp. And uh, I talked to Jalen, and he told me that he didn't really anticipate spending much time uh, in Houston for the rest of the summer, but he came back to get some work in with Delfonte, with Coach Diamond, and uh, we had a sit-down, so you'll see that here shortly, talking about a number of different topics. Uh, his quarterback, Tua Tonga-Vailoa, which is a big topic generally around the NFL, just the differing opinions on how good is Tua. And it seems you know like some of the, the analysts or the people that talk about the game more, uh, that do a little bit more of what I do, don't like him as much, and then you talk to the players, and not just players on, on uh, his team, but guys that know him around the league, and there's a little bit more love for him. Uh, and you'll see what Jalen said about why uh, he likes Tua and why guys really like playing with Tua. Uh, and then we just talked about different things. I think the most fun thing is uh, the waddle. You know, right? He's got the little the, the touchdown dance. It's great. And so we talked about that, the history of that. And so here is the full conversation. Uh, with myself and Dolphins star wide receiver Jalen Waddle. Jalen Waddle, the hometown hero, returns. What's it like uh, being back in Houston for a little bit, get some work in? Man, I feel good. You know, it's always good to come home, uh, work out here. You know, I'm homegrown, man. So anytime I come back home and work with, you know, guys, I really built a foundation with. It's always special. You're sweating. 
I'm sweating. It's hot out here. How much does this help you playing in that Miami heat when you're working in this? Man, it helps a lot, man. Ain't nothing like that Texas heat. So just going back, um, Florida can get pretty hot, but this dry heat ain't nothing like it. Delfonte uh, and you guys, you guys have been working together for a long, long time. What do you like about what he does? Um, I think he just focuses on the little things, the little things that's going to get you open in the game. You know, you might not see why you're doing it, but come game time, you'll be like, dang, I worked that move in the summer with D. So um, little things like that, he really do a good job of breaking down the game and, you know, holding you accountable. If you mess up, he's going to tell you about it. If you do good, he's going to tell you about it. So um, things like that is real good in the trainer. And um, he holds everybody to the same standard, uh, whether you high school to NFL or pro. Um, he trained you all the same. Tyreek, when we were at the <coughs> camp, said he believes you are Pro Bowl, All-Pro guy. What would that take for you to make that leap this year to get that kind of recognition? Oh, it just take me being consistent, man. You know, um, um, being um, on a great team with a lot of great weapons, um, it's always fun. And, you know, we got a lot of guys that can do uh, a lot of good things with the ball. So um, at the end of the day, it's all about winning. But it's just being, being consistent and, you know, taking it uh, day by day and game by game. You've made some changes to your game your rookie year. You set an NFL record. What did that mean to you that 104 catches, no one's ever done that as a rookie? Um, at the time, it really didn't like sink in um, to me while I was playing. Um, but now I look at it, you know, just being in the NFL and seeing how hard, you know, and how competitive it is, it's, it's definitely a, a huge accomplishment um, to, to have an NFL record with all these great receivers that came through um, the league. You changed some things, you go from 100 plus catches, but a sub 10 yards per reception to leading the league in yards per reception. What was different about this season where you were just a deeper target? Uh, I think it was just the mindset. You know, Mike came in and, and really, you know, harps on Yak. So um, having a guy like Cheetah, um, who's a, a Yak monster, you don't got no, you don't got no choice but to, you know, uh, learn from him and you know soak up all that that game that he's given. What have you been working on this off season to to make the change for your three? Um, just, just stay more consistent, um, homing in on the, the, the details, the, the little details that, you know, uh, separate the good from the great receivers. So, um, things like that, man, staying more consistent with, um, focus on, um, hand-eye coordination. So, um, little stuff, not getting too excited when, when you know you're going to get the ball. When you were at Alabama, do you remember <coughs> who you caught your first touchdown pass from? Um, I want to say Tua. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tua. When you're in the NFL, do you remember who you caught your first touchdown Come pass on, from? Tool, you already know it. <laughs> What's that, that like knowing that you guys have had that, that long relationship and it's built from college, from your first touchdown catch with him, all the way through the NFL? Um, it's great. You know, Tool is a, a great guy. Um, we got, you know, years in with uh, us playing together, so that's always good. Um, being, you know, um, familiar with your quarterback, especially going from a college game to an NFL game. So it's kind of like a... Um, Learn how to ride a bike again. Us just playing um, back and getting kind of, it, it's fun, but you don't have to learn, you know, quarterback tendencies and, and what he like because you already played with him. There's some differing opinions around the league about him. You've known him for such a long time. You've played with him for such a long time. What about Tua to you makes him special? Um, his ball placement. Um, I think everybody sees it. Um, ball placement, knowing exactly where to put the ball, where his receivers can, not just catch it, but catch it and run with it. Um, so that's what makes Tua Tua. I know we've talked about this a little bit before, but I kind of want to get into it when it's all looking nice. You broke out the waddle. How did that, uh, that first come about, the touchdown dance? Um, yeah, so uh, shout out Christian Wilkins and uh, Jalen Phillips. Um, just joking around, um, you know, a little rookie hazing, and they just, you know, um, 
pegging with me and JP was rookies, so not him. But uh, Christian just, you know, um, joking around. He's the jokester on the team. And he, you know, making fun of me, just waddling around and, and stuff like that. And he was like, bro, like, you should do it in the game one time or whatever. So um, it just happened and flowed and it, it stuck, man. You got now, you watch the World Cup. Ashraf Hakimi comes out there, does the waddle after he scores this massive goal on a world stage. How does it feel to know that the whole world knows about the waddle? Uh, man, it's great, but uh, I got to, you know, give, you know, thanks to our team. Without us winning and getting that recognition of, you know, people honing in and really watching us play, um, it wouldn't be, you know, people tuning in with all the great guys that we got in all the great players that we have to make people watch. Now that you've been in the league for a couple of years, you've played against most of the better corners, the better safeties. Is there a guy that you play against that you think is underrated that doesn't necessarily get enough attention? Um, I said one guy that I, I really like a lot uh, is um, Petrie from the, the Texans. Um, when we played them, man, he was all over the place. So uh, I don't think he gets enough recognition. I think he had a great rookie season and not enough people talk about it. Yeah, so it's good praise. I think Texans fans are going to be excited about that. Yeah, what was it like playing against your, your hometown team? Um, it, it was good. You know, um, we played them, um, I want to say twice. We played them twice, um, my rookie season and then my um, sophomore season. Um, it, was, it was weird at first, you know, hometown um, team growing up. You was a Texas fan, huge John J. Johnson fan. Um, so it, it was weird at first, but, you know, um, it's kind of like uh, – <laughs> Once it's out there, it's all competitive. Yeah, what time does that turn off for you? Where is it right when the clock starts, when it's just like, okay, cool, I'm on the Dolphins, I'm locked in, let's go? Yeah, definitely. Probably the, the week of preparation before, you like, all right, all that good stuff out the way. It's time to go to work. So once you're starting to get in the books, that's kind of when you're definitely you're just kind of getting focused on that. Um, what does Houston mean to you that this is the place that raised you, that turned you into the success that you are now? Um, it means a lot, man. Um, Houston, you know, that's where I learned everything from, um, from the way I played, um, from the players that growing up came out of um, the Houston area, um, all the great legends and high school stars that we have here, um, athletes. It's, uh, it's nothing like Houston. So um, I think it just, you know, uh, made me the player that I am today. What's your favorite play you had at Episcopal? Um, favorite play? Well, you're taking me back some days. That was a <laughs> while ago. Um, favorite play? Um, I had a crazy play maybe my sophomore or junior year over the middle. I like spun out and, and ran. It, it, it was it was one of my better plays, man. One of my better plays. What about in the in the league so far? Um, probably. Um, oof. Uh, I can tell you which one stuck out the most. Even though we lost, was in London. I've never been international. Um, we played in London my rookie year, and I got the chance to get in the end, end zone. So that one was uh, special. I kept that ball. So that was a special one. All right, so last one for you. Pre-game, what is on the Jalen Waddle playlist? Oh, um, man, it, it, it depends. You know, one o'clock games, I'm, I'm going to go R&B vibe. It's too early for, you know, a um, little hip-hop. So I like some R&B um, early in the early than one o'clock games. Eight o'clock games, we're going we gonna to go with uh, Baby. Um, Gunna, Thug, um, Lucci. Um, they're they're going to be kind of in rotation for me. You're a Houston guy. You're bringing up all Atlanta rappers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are yeah, Houston yeah. in there? Um, sometimes. I know when I played uh, Houston, I, I, I definitely jammed some, um, some Houston, man. R.I.P. Big Pokey, too. He just passed, you know. Um, 
you know, Houston legend. And tomorrow's June 27th. You already know it. All right, Jalen, thank you so much, most man. Definitely. Much appreciated. Yes, sir. Most definitely. Appreciate y'all. All right. Yeah, great to hear from Jalen. Uh, good to get to talk to him. Really appreciate his time. I know that uh, he's not not the biggest on doing a whole bunch of interviews and hyping himself up and doing all that, but it was great to, to go see him work out. I mean, he's just so impressively quick and fast in person, and you can see why he's had back-to-back 1,000-yard years uh, in the NFL and just what makes him such a good player. I thought it was interesting that he uh, named – Texan safety Jalen Waddle or Jalen Petrie, Jalen Waddle named Jalen Petrie as the most underrated player that uh, he's had cover him in the league. And so uh, you'll see it this Sunday, Jalen Petrie's reaction to Jalen Waddle. So I interviewed Petrie a couple days after I interviewed Waddle. I pulled up the, uh, the clip of Waddle talking about Petrie on the phone and showed Jalen Petrie what Jalen Waddle had to say about him. And you'll get to see Jalen Petrie's reaction of what Jalen Waddle, who is, I believe, by many considered to be one of the better receivers in the NFL. He was seventh in the league in receiving yards last year. He's generally considered to be probably, if not the best, a top three, number two wide receiver in the league. And he'd be a number one wide receiver on so many teams if uh, they didn't have Tyreek Hill, although obviously Hill opened some things up for him. And he told me, as you saw there, uh, how much Hill helps him and how much he, he's glad to learn from Tyreek Hill. And uh, I saw them interact at the camp together. Those guys, uh, those guys like having fun, uh, joke about racing each other all the time. Both are blazingly fast. Uh, they refuse, you know, they want to race, but it, it's not really smart for them to, go full burn on their hamstrings in the off season at a kid's camp. So I don't think we're going to actually see a race, but great to see Jalen. Uh, he went straight to uh, the Nike headquarters the day after we had the interview and got to tour that. So he's having a fun off season. You can see he's just put on some muscle and he looks good. He looks fast. And I'm hoping that he has a, another great season and another healthy season for the Miami Dolphins. That's it for this week's edition of Houston Sports Weekly. You can check us out on TV, of course, at KPRC2, online at click2houston.com, and on this app, KPRC2+. Thanks for watching, and we'll see you next week.